0: And welcome again, folks, to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Speed. I'm John
1: Ray, along with my pal, Roger Blesby. Roger, welcome. John, welcome. It's great to be back. I think (laughs) we've had about four months now where we've uh, not been able to do the radio show because of COVID-19. And uh, here we are this morning uh, in person. And uh, our very special guest is the mayor of Alpharetta.
0: (laughs) Yeah, who 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 better to have us have with us to show us how to open things up, right? Absolutely, he's been right in the middle of it. Mayor Jim Gilvin, mayor of Alpharetta. Mayor Mayor Gilvin, welcome. Right, wow, thank you,
2: John. It's good to see both of you. Good to have you here. Thank you for being here. My yeah. pleasure, man. Like I said earlier, it's nice to see people face to face again, even if we are socially distant. <laughs> and we are. Yeah, absolutely, we are. Um,
0: so. Uh, Maybe we we can start generally on on how things. I mean, it's been five months, right, since that famous uh, second week in March, where a lot of things happened that week. What have you learned through all this, Jim, in terms of leading the city and in, in something they didn't exactly pass out the manual when they when you took the oath of office on how to manage through a pandemic, right?
2: that's an understatement Uh, yeah what have i learned now that's a great question because i've learned a lot over the last five months some of it good not so good but um i would say the one thing that i have learned that really resonates throughout this whole thing is that we are truly blessed in the community of alpharetta you know when i think back to that first day when i got a call first call I had about it really impacting our community was on a Monday, March 7th, when Fulton County Schools first realized that they had a substitute teacher. I was on a college tour with my daughter at the time in Knoxville, Tennessee. And so much has changed so quickly in that time. But when I look back over all of it, what I realize is that on those first few days, All of us had no idea what we were facing. It kind of caught us by surprise, even though we had seen the headlines in China and people were saying that this might come here. But until they shut down Fulton County Schools, I don't think it really resonated with me as a a person, as a parent, as a father of a student, things like that, or most of of the state of Georgia. But then it just overnight really changed everything in our perspective. And the one thing I've, Looked at over the past five months is, I think one most of the state of Georgia and the governance and the governor and, and the municipalities and things like that have done a pretty good job of trying to find that path because there is. You're right. There was no blueprint. It's not like we can go back to the recession in 2008 and said, okay, this is how they handled it. They didn't write journals about how they handled the 200 people in Alpharetta back in 1918 during the Spanish flu pandemic. So we, you know, nobody really had a blueprint to move forward. And we were all feeling our way. And there were hiccups. But if you look at what they told us to do, they said, we have to stop the spread, flatten the curve, or we're going to overwhelm our healthcare system. And there will be millions of people dying in the United States. And when you look at what that worst-case scenario was in the projections, despite all the trouble and all the loss of life and the the economic destruction that has been wreaked over the past few months, we achieved that goal. We really have. We flattened it. And it's not gone. We're still fighting it, and it's still serious. And I think our nation has done pretty well. I think the state of Georgia has done pretty well. But when I look at the people and the businesses in the city of Alpharetta, I am tremendously proud that we are blessed with community that reacted swiftly and they reacted appropriately. You know, there was tremendous pressure early on to to have government shut down and shelter in place. And and by the time people were having those political discussions in Alpharetta, our major employers had already pulled their employment. Right. They did. I, I mean, it was great to formalize it and have some governmental you know, guidance and things like that. But throughout those conversations, I was walking around and Avalon was a ghost town already. So whether we were going to impose that shelter in place, it has an impact. But we were blessed with a lot of smart, thoughtful people who cared about their employees and their businesses And families, and they made good decisions independently, which made it much easier for us as government to focus on those things that we needed to do, providing the emergency services, providing safe environments and things like that. So that that to me, as I look back over all this, there's a lot of good and bad that I've learned. But the one thing that really resonates, and I've always felt this community was special, but to see how we've responded, because in this In Fulton County, I think we have consistently been about one of the lowest rates per population of COVID over these past five months. The difference between us and the other two, for example, Johns Creek and Milton, are are typically a lower case rate. We used to import 60,000 people a day into our community as a regional employment center. That's not normal. <laughs> and so for a community that had that kind of economic boom going during that whole period, it's, it's really been fascinating to watch. And I'm proud of our community pulling together and doing yeah, the right some thing. Some of that could be just because of the geographic shape of Fulton
1: County. I mean, it is a very, very widespread county. and uh, But you're right, on a per capita basis, Fulton County has really come through this fairly well.
2: I think Fulton County in general has responded really well. Mm-hmm. I, I think outside of the city of Atlanta, most of the municipalities have responded right. really well. And so then after the schools shut down,
1: uh, a lot of the businesses either shut down or went remotely. Um, you know, there were the, uh, the list, and fortunately our firm was deemed to be an essential service. Uh, we were number 21 on that list, and I actually printed that out and carried that in my car because I was one of the few that actually continued to come to the office each and every day. Uh, So I did see where Avalon was a ghost town. Uh, Nothing was open except for the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, and fortunately, they were open. uh, So that was there. But yeah, it was just a period of time in which uh, I was personally coming to the office, working, and then going home. Uh, So there was really nowhere else to go. And we were probably, with an office that maybe seats 50 people, we probably on a given day would have four to eight people in our office with everybody else, uh, 85 to 90 percent working remotely. But we were a business that fortunately could work remotely, uh, as opposed to some of the industries that were hardest hit, such as hospitality, uh, obviously our airlines, restaurant groups. And then you, uh, before we started, Jim, had an interesting uh, observation on the dry cleaning industry and then how they have been really devastated by this because so many people weren't going to work, they weren't dressing up, and therefore they were not getting their clothes taken to the dry cleaners.
2: Absolutely. I know I probably take about one-fourth the dry cleaning that I used to take because we're not having face-to-face meetings. On a Zoom meeting, I don't feel the need... To wear a suit and a tie, right? You know, and and it's interesting because, of course, my wife is working from home, too, and watching the difference between the way she used to conduct her business. and, And she basically has a studio in her house now because she wakes up, begins Zoom calls. Typically around 9 a.m. It doesn't finish till 6 or something like that. So she's got a studio almost as nice as this one with <laughs> microphones and lights and stuff like that.
1: And you know, John, this space is nice. I will give you that. So thank you for having us here.
0: Absolutely. It is great. So, Jim, let's talk about uh, something I know you're excited to talk about, <laughs> which is the budget, right. because that's, um, um, that's that's going to be tough. Obviously, I mean, the economic activity equals tax dollars, and and all that's down. So, what what are you looking at there?
2: Not just this year, but but next year. Right. And, and as a local government, we're pretty fortunate in the city of Alpharetta to have a fairly balanced income stream, much more so than than many of the other communities may be. Um, in Georgia or Fulton County. We have a, a decent sales tax revenue stream from the distribution of Fulton County sales taxes, although people think that the city of Alpharetta gets all the sales tax from North Point Mall and Avalon, and that's not the case. Um, the fact is that by state law, those funds are distributed based on an agreement drawn with all the municipalities in Fulton County and the, and the county itself. And so we typically get about 6 or 7% of the sales tax generated in the city of Alpharetta but that's that's still sizable based on our population our, our main revenue stream in the city of Alpharetta though is commercial property values commercial properties in our city are typically about 60% of our property tax base and so that's better than a lot of communities as far as the ratio to residential mm-hmm. Because, for example, some more of the suburban environments around on the south side and even in North Fulton, their primary revenue stream are are property taxes on residentials. Um, And And that would be true of Milton, for example, a bordering city. Milton, Johns Creek, uh, I believe probably Roswell. Sandy Springs, of course, is different because they have a higher commercial tax base, And so... We are blessed that we're not heavily dependent just on sales tax, whereas some of them may be, um, especially in other parts of the county, because they have a higher population, lower commercial base for the property values and things like that. The challenge is that because Alpharetta has so much vested in our commercial property tax base, that not this year. We expect that those property tax values, especially for the commercial, will probably decline over the next one and two years. So we, we probably weathered the storm for this current fiscal budget as well, if not better than most. Still, you know, 20 percent loss of revenues when you don't have, you know, a lot of fat to begin with. I and mean, the monies that we receive as a government are spent on our people and our projects. We're not, you know, buying nice little gold desktop heirlooms and things like that. You know, we're investing in road projects. We've got almost $200 million worth of road projects on the drawing board now. And many of those projects were to be funded by T-SPAS funds, which is a sales tax. And those have declined 20% plus. And so... It's a, it's a big challenge. We're working on it. and But, it's, you know, we ha- in a situation like a pandemic that we've all had this pleasure of enjoying over the last five months, the key is keeping things in perspective because there's so much that we can't control. None of us can. You know, as individuals, as you, a municipal government, we can't have a major impact on what's going on throughout the country with this virus. And all we can do is do the best we can for ourselves. And we need to keep that in perspective is we're going through a tough time. We will go through a tough time, but we're going to get through this. We're going to break through to the other side, hopefully soon, but none of us really know when we're going to break through on that side. And quite frankly, we don't know what's over there once we get there. Um, But we've made, our our staff has been tremendous. I, I mean, immediately, when this very first started, our financial team, our director of finance, and our city administrator began working immediately because they've been through crises before. 9 11 was devastating to our hospitality industry to a certain extent and throughout the metro Atlanta area. Um, and, and of course, the recession in 2008. The cause is different and it's a lot of different ramifications, but our team was working diligently. They immediately put most spending programs that weren't absolutely necessary on hold to give us as a city council the opportunity to review our priorities in the short-term and long-term again. And we're continuing to work through that process now because we're starting to get better data. You know, Initially, everything shut down. There were no revenue streams for sales taxes, basically. And, and so now it's we're starting to see through some of that fog and get some clearness. Um, so I, I think we're going to be in good shape, but we've all of us are, are going to have a tough few years and we've got to keep it as government. We've got to keep in mind the money that we're taking, whether it's sales tax or, or property taxes is coming from people who are hurting individuals, human beings that are going through a lot more in their family and their personal lives, you know, trying to make their mortgage payments and businesses that are struggling You know, fortunately, not everyone is struggling in this environment, but most of our major employers are all trying to save heads because the decisions they're making are, if we spend this on property taxes, that means people we've got to lay off or people we can't bring back and things like that. So we we can't lose sight of the fact that, yes, we want to increase our revenues, but if we do it in a way that negatively impacts our community, our residents and our employers, then we're killing the goose that laid the golden egg.
1: Of course, I think one of the big, one of the big surprises to me, at least, is is unlike the 2008 financial fiasco, um, our home prices have really stayed relatively strong, and in fact, if anything, they've increased during this pandemic. They've gone up
2: in Alpharetta. Absolutely,
1: sure. and some of that is attributed to our historically low mortgage rates right now. But but that is huge, I think, for people's financial well-being. The stock market is, is, is at highs right now, which has been a surprise to a lot of people, uh, even me, and we're in this industry, but the stock market's reaction has been amazing to me so far. And uh, and, and so I think that that bodes well if we can just get the issue solved here of getting uh, these people back to work, back in employment, and so we need to continue to see each and every month these employment numbers get better, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, now that the unemployment benefits, at least from the six hundred dollars from the federal side, uh, has has ended. It hasn't been renewed yet because Congress can't get their act together. But uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out as well.
2: It will be, and. and <laughs> On a local level, we just have to keep watching all of these many things that are impacting our local community and try to adjust accordingly. Yeah,
1: because businesses
2: have to do the same thing with their budgets going forward,
1: uh, as with the city of Alpharetta. Absolutely. And and at least for us, our hardest number to budget right now is not any expense item, but it's revenue. And what's that going to look like? And what can we expect?
2: And and that is one of the unusual things about being in government is because while the sales tax revenues are, are beyond our control, um, and quite frankly, we don't really have much control over those tax rates. Right? right. So there's nothing we can on a city level do to really adapt to that. We just have to deal with what the state laws are and those things and what the economy is like. So the challenge for us on a local level is to make sure that we don't do any harm with the tax policies we have locally which are primarily property taxes and do you, fees do
1: you know what the sales tax decline was in terms of percentage
2: it changes as the data becomes more clear but i would say 20% 20% i think that's a, a fair assessment if you include like the t slots tax and other right. sales taxes yeah because the
1: consumer spending has actually been fairly strong during this pandemic And so that's been good, but obviously the the transportation area and uh, all the taxes that are associated with that have got to be
2: way, way down. Right. And you may know, I'm sure you know more of the numbers as far as consumer spending and stuff on that, but I know that people are saving more than ever before. At least that's what I've been seeing and hearing. So that means while sales have been high on online shopping primarily and, and depot and grocery stores and things like that i think there's a lot of money that's not been circulating locally that otherwise would have that's always the question uh the other the other
1: big idea that i love is uh is the alpharetta loop maybe you can talk a little bit about that jim and how that's going to link some of our uh our connect our city
2: even better Thank you for asking something that doesn't have to do with COVID. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't often get to talk about things like this lately. Um, Yeah, the Alpha Loop is is really a tremendous project. It's a great concept and idea that former Mayor Belisle came up with Mm -hmm. probably six or eight years ago. Um, And we're excited about it. For years, Alpharetta has had a greenway along the Big Creek Greenway, which is a green space, a multipurpose trail. It's one of our most popular parks, if not the Most popular facility we have in the city of Alpharetta. It's a beautiful path, and we like to say it's, you know, before Atlanta had their loop and their belt line, that uh, we already had that mixed use walkable trail. Um, So the whole concept was Alpharetta had a trail along the greenway that connected neighborhoods and was a great place to get away from it all. But as we started to develop into a, a more mixed-use environment with downtown Alpharetta, with Avalon, with the developments coming up on Haines Bridge Road and, and several others throughout that corridor on Haynes Bridge and Old Milton Parkway, the idea was how do we connect those places, connect the people with the places they want to be? And so the Alpha Loop has been really successful in creating a lot of support. And fortunately, because we do have certain areas that were underdeveloped throughout that core between downtown and Avalon, between downtown and the North Point Corridor, we found even some low lying areas where there were creek beds that allow a natural development of the alpha mm-hmm. loop. And so basically, we have completed the first phase now, haven't had a ribbon cutting because, of course, it's not appropriate to have a big event to kick off something like that. But we, we have been celebrating a little bit on Thompson Street. There's a connection now between downtown Alpharetta, through City Hall, all the way down to Avalon. And it's been tremendously, it, you know, especially it's interesting with the quarantine, people are getting out and walking more. Yeah, I agree. And they're exercising more because there's only so many things you can do. If you get tired of, you know, watching TV, you want to get out of the house because you've been cooped up with your kids and the whole family all day. And so the trails and the walking paths, all of our parks have been tremendously busy. And so people are really looking for that outlet. And so we've opened up that trail. I see dozens of dogs and families on it every day. And we've already got the path forward. We're working on the next section um, on Old Milton Parkway. There's a crossing there at the post office and you can connect to the next segment Mm -hmm. of the Alphalute, which then runs along the Haines Bridge Road, I would say, corridor Mm -hmm. and back down towards Brookfield where there are two mixed-use developments are coming out of the ground now. So it'll connect downtown with that area. We've received a grant working with the Atlanta Regional Commission to help fund the design and some of the construction that will take it from that corner where the two mixed-use developments at Haynes Bridge and 400 going down along the tree buffer on Georgia 400 going south to Encore Parkway Bridge. And then the design is to eventually connect with the greenway there so that people throughout the whole city can get from downtown all the way to the greenway and up to the side county line. Yeah, I think it'll be a really neat and
1: uh, really Uh, I I expect to see a lot of traffic. Uh, Atlanta's blessed with good weather, and so we'll probably have seven or eight months where you could see a lot of people walking uh, that loop, uh, which I think would be very, very cool. You know, anytime that I'm in downtown Alpharetta, I'm always amazed at how many people I see. You know, I expect to see people at Avalon, but I'm always amazed at how many people I just see walking uh, downtown Alpharetta, and then a lot of those folks live right there, of course. Uh, as well,
2: it has been interesting. You know, my family actually relocated right before the COVID quarantine hit. We moved from Windward, where we had lived for 16 years, and downsized into a home in downtown. And it's amazing how many of people, uh, how many of the people I knew in Windward and, and from other areas like Johns Creek and Milton, who are at the same stage of life as my wife and I, were about to be empty nesters and looking at that next phase are starting to locate downtown Alpharetta because it it has those amenities and you can walk to them and you see your friends there much more than you would when I was living in a cul-de-sac and, and I had neighbors, but I, I didn't see them as much right. and they're not out as much. So it's it's a great environment, and I think it, it will be even more so once we find the new normal. And, of course, our dogs have never had more exercise, right? Absolutely, <laughs> I think there are more dogs downtown than there are people. <laughs> I, 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 I've seen the apartment. I, I thought it was a requirement. I didn't know. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. It, it has been amazing. It's funny. Sure. Sometimes I'm like, oh, gosh, don't let me see another dog, because my dog goes nuts when walking and sees another one. How about the relationship, Jim, with the city of
1: Alpharetta and the other cities that are nearby, Johns Creek, Milton?
2: Yeah, it, and— We've really been fortunate in North Fulton that we've, even as the new cities evolved, you know, because quite frankly, until about 12, 15 years ago, it was just Roswell and Alpharetta. right? And most of North Fulton County was unincorporated. They still had business communities, and they had the chamber to pull them together and things like that. But as the new cities of Sandy Springs, Johns Creek, and Milton evolved, it really became a community up here that we could all see each other face to face rather than you know just Fulton County that rarely interacted with us on a local level up here that much. And so it's been great to see. We've been blessed with good leadership up here, um, especially through this, this recent pandemic where there are so many challenges. Viruses don't notice borders. You know? But fortunately we've been communicating, we've been working together well. The, the thing is we already had to do that because traffic doesn't recognize borders either. And, and so we're blessed to have, you know, thoughtful leadership in all of our cities. We have different priorities and, and I think it's great that we work to partner with each other and, and serve our residents, but also look at the whole picture because Alpharetta can't succeed. If Roswell and Milton don't succeed. You know, I agree. What hurts one hurts all of us. And sometimes other areas I see in the country don't necessarily treat each other that way, but I know we do in North Fulton. Yeah, because the uh, you know the
1: absence of some of that traffic has been a true uh, true blessing of this. So uh,
2: there are has, silver linings. There, that has been a silver lining. It has. We can move forward with the road projects and you know not have to worry about. Congestion and the, and the rolling roadblocks when the school buses are out, stuff like that. So maybe this is
1: an unfair question for you, but if you were dreaming, what's the one big idea that you would have either for Alpharetta or this North Fulton community that you'd
2: love to see uh, us be able to do? I think the one, and, and I'll, I'll focus mostly on Alpharetta because I, I think this has been something we've been working on for years and it's even more important now is the evolution of our North Point corridor. You know, when Avalon was built, that was tremendous. It, it was a catalyst for everything that's happened, specifically in Alpha Road, but I think in much of North Fulton, because Avalon coming out of the recession showed that a, a really well-done mixed-use environment can succeed in the suburbs, outside of Midtown Atlanta or something like that. And it really began the building spree of them throughout the metro Atlanta area. And it's tremendous. We're very grateful for it. But even that night when we zoned the approval of Avalon, much of the discussion was, what will that do to the impact of North Point corridor, which is heavy, big box retail, built and tremendously successful in the early 90s. But as retail changes, as mixed use environment things. And and so we began working as a council back then. What do we do? How do we facilitate the evolution of that quarter? And when I look at the North Point quarter of Alpharetta now, we were already working on a TAD before the COVID Mm -hmm. hit, and and some of those property values had recently dropped. You know, malls are facing challenges all over the country. Yeah, because I think that's one of the great
1: questions throughout the country is what do we do with these big retail areas and how do we
2: revive them? Absolutely. And and so in a city the size of Alpharetta, we are a regional employment center and also a regional retail center. As I talked about the sales tax distribution in Fulton County, we get a small portion of that sales tax, but it's substantial to the Fulton County school system, Fulton County and the cities throughout South Fulton and around us here. So, when I look now with the vision of what I've seen evolve in the city center and and what we've been able to do, partnering with Avalon and things like that, I see that North Point border is a real crown jewel. If we can do it right, if we can find the right partners, if we can as a government set the right policies in place to make it feasible. So that's my big dream is that, that quarter was already challenged. It needed to evolve, and now it, it's really accelerated that need for the next vision of what that quarter is going to look like.
1: Yeah, and I know that the architects have redrawn that area many, many times, and uh, you know some of the things that they've put out there look pretty cool, uh, but but clearly that area is going to be redesigned,
2: and uh, it'll have a, a, a new awakening, if you will. I think so. I think if we do it right, it's going to be a catalyst for the next generation of what Alpharetta looks like.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. John, you want to take us home?
2: Or?
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Uh, but uh, before we uh, say goodbye, let's thanks again to Mayor Jim Gilman for joining us and uh, for your leadership. So thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: and thank you for keeping us on your calendar for all these months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's right. That was a rolling appointment there that's for a right. while.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. My pleasure.
0: Folks, just a quick reminder that Business Beat is brought to you by Fraser & Dieter, and Fraser & Dieter is an award-winning international CPA and advisory firm. Yes, they have an office in London, with t- and they have deep technical expertise across all their offices and an even deeper dedication to their clients. Their CPAs and advisors believe in investing in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to fraserdeeter.com. Roger, great show today.
1: Well, thank you. And Jim, we thank you for your leadership. And uh, our firm is just honored to have our office right there at the Avalon in Alpharetta. It's been a great move for us, and we've been here a little over 11 years now. So thank you so much. My pleasure, and
2: thank you. Appreciate your investment in Alpharetta. Glad to.
0: Awesome. For uh, uh, my friend Roger Lesby, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Fraser & Dieter's Business Beat.